Thank you for listening to Vanguard of Hollywood. I'm Shannon Allen. It was an average day in the Dahl household as Patricia Neal tended to the duties of running the family's English countryside home. To Pat's great relief, her two-year-old son, Theo, was recovering well from his seventh craniotomy. And just months before, Pat's husband, Roald Dahl, had completed his fourth draft of the children's book the world would soon know as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was just an average afternoon as Patricia picked up her daughters, Olivia and Tessa, from school. But then, seven-year-old Olivia handed Pat a note from the headmistress, notifying all parents that measles are in the school. As Pat later recalled, quote, A strange feeling crept over me as I crumpled the paper into my pocket. Unquote. Theo's vulnerable medical history ensured his eligibility for gamma globulin, the measles vaccine that, in 1962, was not commonly available in England. Pat and Roald obtained the vaccine for Theo, but their requests that Olivia and Tessa also receive the vaccine were denied. The doll girls were not considered at risk. It wasn't long before Olivia contracted the disease. After observing her daughter sleep for 24 hours straight, Patricia began to worry. She called the doctor, who assured her that sleeping sickness was a normal part of measles recovery. When the following day saw no improvement, Pat called the doctor again. Still, he remained unworried. But on November 17, 1962, Patricia found Olivia in a frightening state. Quote, From some unknown place, I knew... It was not a premonition. I knew my daughter was dying. I knew that sterling little mind had been corroded by seizure. Unquote. Olivia was rushed to the hospital. Over five hours later, she still had not regained consciousness. Patricia tore herself away from Olivia's side to care for her other two children at home. She and Roald would take shifts at the hospital. But only a few hours later... Patricia Neal received the news she dreaded. Olivia was dead. Quote, I cried because I wanted to be with Olivia again. I knew there must be some place where I would see her. My head did not have to believe in heaven. My heart would accept no other choice. Unquote. In her autobiography, Patricia Neal shares a chilling anecdote about Paul Newman. As Pat tells it, Newman was disturbingly insensitive when, during filming of HUD in 1962, Neil shared with him her grief over the death of Olivia. Quote, It was a rare moment that found Paul and me sitting alone one Sunday by the pool at the Texas motel that housed the HUD company. It was early in the location shooting. Suddenly, I found myself not talking about the picture at all. I was telling him about Olivia. I went on about her loveliness and talent and her fragility and how much I loved her, unquote. Pat shared her heartache over the fact that her sisters-in-law took care of all the funeral arrangements and kept Olivia's coffin closed to Pat at the service. But Newman didn't answer. He didn't even look at her. Patricia continued bearing her soul to him, quote, I just saw that damn closed coffin. I should have taken a stand at the time, don't you think? I was her mother. I had a right to see her. Paul finally looked at me. For a long moment, he just stared through me with those blue eyes. Then he got up and said quietly, tough, and walked away. 
I couldn't believe it. I'd shared the most intimate secret I carried, something that had cut deep and had been met by almost brutal indifference. I vowed I would never talk to him like that again. Unquote. Paul Newman's heartless response has led fans to question just what type of a man he really was. Even Patricia's rationalization for Newman's behavior, that he merely responded to her in character as Hud Bannon, is unacceptable. Quote, I began to realize that although I had poured out my heart to Paul Newman, it was Hud Bannon who had responded. Unquote. Patricia Neal's anecdote has been accepted as fact since it first appeared in her 1988 autobiography. It's included in nearly every book that's since been written about Paul Newman. And with Newman's resolve in his later years to avoid involvement in books, honors, or awards dedicated to him, it's possible he was unaware of the anecdote and its subsequent retellings. When I read Patricia's autobiography in January of 2020, the anecdote didn't sit well with me. It seemed contrary to everything I'd ever researched, read, or heard about Paul Newman. His appalling response to a friend's anguish was the antithesis of the nice guy, philanthropically-minded goodness I'd come to associate with Paul Newman. As Patricia Neal herself points out in her book, with the exception of this one instance, quote, I've known only kindness and consideration from Paul, unquote. I decided to research further to see if I could find conclusive evidence to support or refute Pat's memory of events. I'm happy to say I found such evidence. The accuracy of Patricia's anecdote hinges on a precise timeline of events. In Pat's autobiography, she recalls that Olivia's tragic passing occurred before HUD began filming. But this timeline is wrong. HUD was filmed in Texas and Hollywood from May to August of 1962, as newspaper articles and interviews from the time confirm. Olivia Dahl did not contract measles until November of 1962. And, as her gravestone commemorates, Olivia's tragic passing did not occur until November 17, 1962. As the correct timeline proves, Paul Newman was not mean to Patricia Neal because HUD completed filming three months before Olivia's death. The shocking conversation Pat recounts in her autobiography never occurred. Patricia's incorrect timeline of events has been accepted as fact since 1988. It's referred to in prominent YouTube videos. Alicia Malone included it in her January 2020 introduction to HUD on Turner Classic Movies. Most jarringly, this incorrect timeline, complete with the portrayal of a self-centered and sensitive Paul Newman, is at the crux of the 2021 film To Olivia, which claims to tell, quote, the true story of Roald Dahl and Patricia Neal, unquote. Patricia Neal should not be faulted for her memory lapse. Consider Pat's miraculous recovery from three strokes, brought on by a congenital aneurysm, in 1965. Also consider the 26-year gap between the 1988 publication of her autobiography and the 1962 filming of HUD and Olivia's passing. Furthermore, many of the sources available to Pat as she wrote her autobiography incorrectly state that the role of Alma Brown in HUD was offered to her six months after Olivia died. 
Patricia didn't have the internet to verify her memory or check the accuracy of these sources. But should the biographers, television hosts, and filmmakers who perpetuate the incorrect timeline and smear on Paul Newman's character be held accountable? Yes. With every tool at their fingertips, every source available to verify facts and timeline, these creators failed to do their job. Inaccurately presenting the HUD timeline and portraying Paul Newman as a self-indulgent method actor is not a case of creative liberty. It's sheer laziness, a case of getting the facts completely wrong. It begs the question, what else are those privileged with the platform getting wrong? And are we believing it? Studies show that our attention spans are shrinking, thanks in large part to the never-ending supply of shallow, snippet-sized content most of us consume every day on social media. Do we view this mini-content, carefully curated for our consumption, as truth? I pose this question with a challenge. Do the deep dive. Don't look for truth in an 8-second TikTok video or flashy Instagram reel. It isn't there. Do your own research, find reliable sources, and discover the truth yourself. Searching for truth takes time and effort. It's hard work. If it were easy, fewer of us would accept a movie as fact or be satisfied with the brevity of social media content. No one has the time to research everything our screen-centric world puts before us each day. So let's choose to consume less digital stimuli. Let's choose to spend less time on, or abstain from, social media. Research suggests that intermittent fasting is good for the body. Perhaps a social media fast would strengthen our ability to focus and sharpen our ability to separate fact from fiction. It might even be good for our souls. Thank you for listening. For delicious recipes and all things classic Hollywood, visit my website, vanguardofhollywood.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And join me next as I go behind the scenes of 1963's HUD.